before the season even started, I knew Duvall was going to be back on our team somehow, some way. I just knew it. I count might be one of the safest bets in history, to be honest. <laughs> the consistency that he puts up, it's like... And as soon as that happened, it's like Javante Davis turned to switch and he went into kill mode. Terrence Crawford, um, there's an argument that he might be the most feared man in boxing right now. If the MLB doesn't do something about it soon, uh, we could potentially be looking at another, maybe like a mini steroid era on the MLB. We're going to Piro Takes Podcast. Here are your hosts, Christian and A. Hindi. Welcome back to another episode of the Piro Takes Podcast. This is going to be another great episode this week, but before we get started, I think we have a little news that we want to announce. Christian, go ahead with it. Just to get into it, this will be the last episode of the Piro Takes Podcast because from this point forward, we're going to be going under a new name. With this name, we wanted to shift our focus towards more so what we talk about and have that involved in the name. With that being said, we're going to be going as the All Takes No Whiffs podcast from this point forward. You know, just like the best players and fighters in in their respective sports, uh, we don't miss with our takes, so we just wanted that to be known. Yeah, and I'm excited about this change. This is something me and Christian have been talking about for a while to get something better suited about what we talk about. And I'm finally glad we came up with something because this wasn't an easy thing to come up with. But I like it and we hope you all like it too. But now that that is out of the way, let's get things started and let's talk about what we're going to be getting into this week. Yeah, to start it off with MLB, we're going to be giving you guys our top 10 current players right now. And with those players, as well as other great players in the league, we're going to do something a little different this week. We're going to be building a franchise around a superstar in the league, as well as a couple of key pieces that teams need. I'm really excited for this segment because this is going to really test our our front office ability. <laughs> and as for combat sports, we're going to be giving a quick recap for David Benavidez versus David Lemieux, and we're also going to give a quick breakdown of what's to come with Gervonta Davis against Raleigh Romero. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, so it was super exciting trying to come up with a top 10 list this year. We're doing this for the current players right now. There are going to be some people who are going to be left off this list because they have not played this season or because they're hurt or just because they're underperforming to us. To name some of those guys right off the bat, Fernando Tadis, Jacob deGrom, and Juan Soto are not on this list. Just to kind of give you all an example of what we're going at. Yeah, it pains me to leave Soto off the list. Uh, obviously, when it comes to just talent in general, he's up there. But, you know, he's not performing to his standards this season. But as for the guys who are meeting those standards or exceeding, 100% deserve this shout-out because they're most of them are playing out of their mind, if not as expected. And some of these guys are expected to be great. In our eyes, these are the top 10 guys in baseball right now, and we actually have the same top 10, but in a little different order. Uh, Some people are in the same spots, but majority of it is in a different order. But to get things started, uh, at number 10, I mean, this guy's missed a ton of baseball the past year and a half, but Justin Verlander looks like 
himself and even better to be honest he's the front runner for the Cy Young right now and I just don't see how he's not a top 10 player in baseball right now yeah he holds the number 10 spot on my list as well you put it you put it pretty well Verlander is playing out of his mind after a tough bounce back Verlander could be higher for me it's just I value position players over pitchers I've made that point for my number nine I have Mookie Betts Mookie had a tough 2021 season even it's 2020 and he's on a tear right now and it's just it's great to see Mookie Betts back to playing the baseball that he where we know he's capable of he did have a kind of down uh past few years but he's a little he's a little later on my list but number nine I have Rafael Devers third baseman for the Boston Red Sox I mean dude loves hitting baseballs I mean every single guy on this list loves hitting baseballs he's not a pitcher but this dude is just straight up mashing right now, and he's probably about to get paid here in this offseason, so um, I'm happy for him. Yeah, Rafael Devers, as much as it pains me that he's on the Red Sox, he's one of the more exciting hitters in the game, and the fact that he's doing it at his age is insane, and that's why I have him at my number eight spot. Yeah, I just couldn't put him... Um, at number eight, number nine, I feel like is a good spot for him. But my number eight is Bryce Harper. Dude just absolutely loves to hit baseballs too. I mean, this dude has a hurt elbow right now. I think he tore a ligament in his elbow. He can't play in the field um, or else he would be a little higher on my list, to be honest. But the past month, he has absolutely just been raking. And honestly, he really should be higher on my list than number eight. I see what you're saying about maybe being a little higher, but you definitely make a good point about the fact that he's not contributing on the defensive end right now. I think it's an appropriate spot, even though I have him somewhere else. As for my number seven, I have Paul Goldschmidt. Um, Paul Goldschmidt is on a tear right now. He's consistently been one of the better players for a while. I know his he wasn't as notable for a couple of seasons, but I think he's made a nice transition to St. Louis, and he's He's fully settled in now, and he's – I know Arenado is there, but he's right now he's playing like the leader of that team. And I have him in the exact same spot. I have him at number seven, and this is just one of the best hitters in all of baseball this year. Average, power, everything, uh, walks. This is all you want in a hitter right here. And he's been the best first baseman in all of baseball ever since he's come up to the majors, and I I just don't see how he's not on the top ten list right now. I mean, it's – He's definitely not a top 10 player, but right now he is playing like a top 10 player. Exactly. Mentioning the guy that you brought up earlier, for my number six, I've got Bryce Harper. Like you said, he could potentially even be higher on my list as well if it weren't for the fact he was dealing with his injury. But the reason I have him at six instead of a little further back is because he's playing like this right now, directly following up an MVP season. I think I'm taking that a little into consideration. So he's he's close to breaking my top five, but right now I would say I see five players that are performing better. If he was playing defense, I mean, I understand he's hitting the shit out of the ball, but he's just a little further back for me. But number six, I had a guy you mentioned earlier, Mookie Betts, former MVP himself. This guy just loves baseball. I mean, he plays every aspect of it the right way. And when you move a second baseman all the way to the outfield, I mean, I mean, dude, just has excelled from that and I I don't know what else to say about Mookie Betts I mean I'm glad he's back like Christian said earlier he had a down year in 2020 and 2021 wasn't the best either but 
it looks like he's back to full form this year, and that Dodgers team's scary. Yanks in five, but that's besides the point. For my number five player in baseball right now, I've got Manny Machado. Dude was playing like the number one player up until a couple of weeks ago, but he's still maintaining great numbers, and I think he's the top five player at this very moment. All these next five players really, except for number one, probably could be shuffled around in my opinion. But uh, at number five, I have Shohei Otani. This is some talent we haven't really ever seen, uh, probably in any of our lifetimes. Someone who pitches as dominant as him and hits as good as him. Uh, he's not hitting as good as last year. He did have a really hot stretch for a couple weeks, but he's kind of been shaky with the bat this year. Still does have a lot of home runs, but I just can't put him higher on my list because of how the other four guys are hitting. But, I mean, j- just Shohei on the mound alone is a top five player in the world. Yeah, I feel that, man. And for that reason, I have him at number four. Like you mentioned, his bat has been a little shaky, but the trade-off for the bat to how much more dominant he's looking this season compared to a good 2021 season, I think he's still matching the productivity that he can bring to the table. Maybe not 100%, but if he finds his bat on top of what he's doing on the mound right now, uh, it might be an easy voting for the MVP this year. It may be an easy voting for the MVP, but I think uh, some of these next guys we talk about may have a little case for that. And Mm -hmm. for that, at number four, I have Jose Ramirez. I I just love this dude. This is probably my favorite player in the MLB right now. Signed a team-friendly deal with the Guardians to show that he is willing to stay there and to also help them bring in more people, which, I mean, that's just a great person you want on your organization. But then also to be the best player on your team, on the field and in the box, I mean, it, it's it's just it's a rare talent that you really don't see that much. And given his stature, he's not the biggest guy in the world, and it, it's just pretty impressive. Because if you compare him to the next three guys we talk about, whew, he is not that big. Yeah, and that's probably my favorite thing about Jose Ramirez. I know we had we all felt the same way about Altuve until certain things. Yeah, when it comes to J Ram. The way he's performing right now, in spite of his stature compared to the top players, I've got him at number three. J-Ram, he's making a case for the MVP, and this isn't his first time being in the top three for an MVP race. I think J-Ram could get it eventually. I just I don't know about this season with the way that the guys I got over him are playing. Yeah, and I mean, you can make a case for him at any really spot that we talk about here in the next few, but... Number three, I have Manny Machado. This is 100% the best player in the National League right now. If they were to give out the MVP right now, Manny Machado would probably get it. I mean, this guy, he's leading the MLB in hits. He's leading the MLB in average. He's, I mean, he's just doing everything that you can ask him to do. And they don't have Toddies right now, Fernando Toddies Jr. So this is exactly what they needed from Manny Machado this year. And quite frankly, why he's a top three player in the world, in my opinion, right now. Yeah, Machado definitely has a case for top three. It's just there's other players in the league that have a case as well, and it's really interchangeable, but I, I see what you're saying with him at three. For my number two, though, I've got my, I got my boy Aaron Judge. Uh, hopefully stays a Yankee. They better freaking pay him, but Judge is playing out of his mind right now. Honestly, Judge has been consistently good, but we haven't seen him on a tear like this since his rookie season when he got robbed for an MVP. 
I mean, Aaron Judge is my number two, too. I mean, dude's front runner for MVP right now. Um, kind of question why I would have him at number two if he would be front runner for MVP, but I mean, it's a different story. This dude is just mashing baseballs. I mean, he has 17 home runs already this year. He may have 20 before June, and I can't remember the last time we've ever seen that. And that would be a pretty cool feat to see, but. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Judge is number two right now. Definitely could be number one, but I mean, number one is a guy that we have talked about a lot on this show before. Quite frankly, maybe the greatest player to ever walk on a baseball field, and his name's Mike Trout. And I just don't see how he isn't number one on anybody's list because this dude is so freaking good. And he's going, he's flying under the radar this year with how good he's doing. And Honestly, I mean, I know I said Aaron Judge could have been front runner for MVP. I mean, Mike Trout could be too. I mean, that's just how good he is. And he's he's on a team that's got Shohei Otani, who's kind of overshadowing him. But, I mean, Mike Trout right now is flying under the radar with how good he's doing this year. I've got him number one as well. It's just, it's kind of wild to me, the narrative with Trout. It's Judge, who's, on it, when it comes to the numbers, they're they're kind of close, but I, I would give Trout the edge. But... The praise that Judge gets for his performance compared to Trout is kind of insane. It's like people are almost treating Trout's performance as, hey, Trout's healthy, Trout's doing Trout things, which Trout has really made that the case because he's he's been this good for this long. And best player in the world through the eye test is the number one player right now to me when it comes to statistics as well. Yeah, Mike Trout. I mean, greatest player in the world right now. Don't see how he's not on your number one, for, how he's not number one or a top 10 list for MLB players. But we had a good time coming up with this list. Uh, it was actually pretty tough. I was trying to find more pitchers to put in there, but I just couldn't. But yeah, I really enjoyed this list. And yeah, now with this list in mind, let's move on to building our own team. This was something that me and Christian talked about. And I think it'd be pretty cool because it's kind of got a lot of front office things to it. We were going to put into it. That foundational piece is probably someone who's a lot of money. And then you got to kind of build an infielder, a pitcher and a one bullpen arm to kind of fit that and not spend too much money. So Christian, uh, why why don't you start us off with your foundational piece? So with my foundational piece, um, He's not getting paid yet, but, you know, the the pay is inevitable. I'm going to pick Shohei Otani for my starting pitcher. I think Otani, we've said it before, one of the greatest talents we've ever seen already, just with what he does on both sides. And not just the fact that his performance is going to be crazy. My marketing is about to go crazy, too. I would have gone with Shohei, but I feel like he's going to get paid a lot and. I kind of went a more conservative route. I went with Ronald Acuna Jr. He's one of the best players in the MLB, but he has an extremely team-friendly contract. It's 10 years, around $100 million, and I mean, that's not a lot of money to one of the best players in all of baseball. So I went ahead and I went ahead and said I would start it with Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean, I am a Braves fan too, so that does help. <laughs> yeah, can't blame you. Acuna... Building a franchise around Acuna is a steal right now with that contract. The way I'm going at this, though, I'm looking at this like I got the Yankees payroll, though, so I'm I'm sending it. Not not uh, oh course. not nothing yeah, crazy, of but... You are. <laughs> but yeah. So speaking of team friendly deals, though, to build around my foundation for my infielder, I'm gonna go with Jose Ramirez. High key is steal because 
as as great as he is right now, performance wise, with the fact that he's top five player, top three in my opinion, but up there, J Ram is affordable as hell too, and I'm already gonna have to pay Otani, so J Ram's chilling. I I got him chilling for a few years. Jose Ramirez is definitely in the same boat as Ronald Acuna Jr. when it comes to having a team-friendly deal. He signed a seven-year, $141 million deal this past offseason or earlier this season. It's about 20 to $22 million per year, I think, if I do, if my math is correct. So it's really not that bad of a contract. It's team-friendly, and so I picked him for my infielder too. I mean, having Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, and Jose Ramirez, I mean, I think that's your one-two right there already in the lineup. Pretty scary way to start the order, if I do say so myself. But yeah, since I went with a, a starting pitcher for my foundational piece, for my outfield pick, I'm going to go ahead and pick another guy who's on a team-friendly deal. And you guys might get at me for saying this is too OP, but I'm going to go with Byron Buxton. I know he's got a lot of questions regarding his health, and honestly, that would keep him off of 90% of lists. But I th- I think the way that his career is projecting right now, I I might be a little too optimistic with this, and this might be a big front office mistake, but I think he's past the worst of his situation right now with uh, injuries. He's definitely still going to be dealing with petty things that I'm just going to bet on won't keep him out of the lineup for long stretches like it has before. But, you know, you, you never know. But I'm going to take the risk with the fact that I've already secured two hell, hell of a talents. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great pick, Byron Buxton. I, the health issues are there, but, I mean, the, when he's healthy, the talent's there. But for my pitcher, I, I kind of went a little more uh, conservative route. I'm not really quite sure how much Corbin Burns will get paid eventually, but for right now, he's on a one-year deal and then he's arbitration the next few years. So I, I went with him, and I... I He's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Won the Cy Young last year. He's 27 years old. He's pretty young, so that's why I went with him. Hey, Corbin Burns, one of the best pitchers in the league right now. Don't blame you, especially with the steal that he is. When it comes to my last piece, which is going to be a bullpen pitcher, I'm going to go ahead and pick Josh Hader. Josh Hader has been performing, like in my opinion, one of, if not the best bullpen arm of the past few years, and he's still relatively young. And the fact that I think you can get by without having to overpay relievers, that's just a narrative. I'm going to go with him. I went with someone a little younger. Uh, he's a rookie right now. Uh, he's Emmanuel Classe for the Cleveland Guardians. I mean, this dude just has an electric arm. Throws 100 miles an hour. I mean, he's a rookie, so you have complete control over him for the next four to five years. So, I mean, you just get one of the best bullpen arms already. And that's that's how my squad turns out to be. I got Ronald Acuna Jr. as my foundational piece. Jose Ramirez is my infielder. Corbin Burns is my starting pitcher, and Emmanuel Classe as my bullpen arm. Yeah, Classe in real life, he he's he's some nasty stuff. MLB the show is a little different, but we'll save that for another time. My picks were Shohei Otani as my foundational piece. I've got Byron Buxton in my outfield, Jose Ramirez in the infield, and Josh Hader in the bullpen. I think that's a pretty solid squad, and with my payroll, I'm affording it. Yeah, I mean, with both of our payrolls, we would be affording it. So this would be pretty two pretty scary teams. Don't know how it would work out because we both have Jose Ramirez, but <laughs> we would figure it out. 
So for this week in the boxing world, we just got off a pretty exciting yet short fight between David Benavidez and David Lemieux. David Benavidez even shocked me with expect with my expectations. I was I was expecting him to feel it out, but no. He went in there to kill and got that kill pretty fucking quick. This fight really wasn't much to it. David Benavidez was dominant from the very beginning, and that's kind of what everyone expected. It's what we both expected. We thought it'd last a little longer. The knockout came super quick, and um, to be honest, it probably should have ended in the first round, but mm -hmm. that's just my opinion. But yeah, this was a super quick fight. David Benavidez, Christian, I'm kind of curious. Where do you think he ends up going after this? Who do you think he fights? Biggest fight I want to see for David Benavidez is him going up against Jamal Charlo. I want to see Charlo move up to 168, and I think just based off of ability, those would be... The top two at 168 minus Canelo Alvarez, obviously being undisputed champ. I th I think that'd be one of the biggest fights, and I think that'd be a huge opportunity for either one of them to potentially secure a Canelo fight because you know that that would boost either one's stock like an insane amount. So I want to see that next for David Benavidez. I think I think he could beat Jamal Jamal Charlo as well. After watching his this last fight, um, I definitely think he could beat Jamal Charlo. Uh, this would be a hell of a fight probably would go a little longer i would think i would hope so too to be honest but i mean for sure early knockouts are nice too i uh, get to go to bed a little earlier <laughs> and i think that fight canelo with canelo would be just one hell of a fight to be honest i know we've already previewed that before and talked about it but i mean after last fight i think he has a better chance against canelo i still don't think he would beat him but i mean he definitely proved that he's here yeah, I'm really looking forward to see what's next for David Benavidez, but I'm more so looking forward to this fight coming up this weekend. We got Gervonta Davis back in the ring up against Raleigh Romero. There's been a lot of decent amount of buildup behind this fight, but honestly, I just don't see it. Uh, Raleigh's a character, I guess you could say, but when it comes to skill, I think I think this is going to be short and quick, just like this prediction. I think Gervonta Davis is going to get a mid-round stoppage. There's honestly not too much to talk about with this fight. I mean, Gervonta Davis, one of the better fighters in the world right now, trying to crack the top 10. I just don't see this fight lasting very long. You said mid-round knockout. I'll go I'll go seventh round. I'm going to stick with my seventh round prediction. It's going to happen one day. <laughs> so <laughs> might as well just keep on sticking with it. Hey, the seventh round usually packs some action in fights. I don't blame you. Hey, it's going to happen one day. I'm going to be right. But yeah, more so with Gervonta Davis, I'm just looking forward to seeing what's next for him after this fight. He's going to be a free agent, not tied to Mayweather promotions anymore. I want to see him get in the ring with the best fighters in his in the divisions that he fights in. That's really all that needs to be said. Yeah, I definitely want to see him get in the ring with some of those people in his division. That, that would be epic. I mean, this division is filled with stars right now, and... Gervonta Davis, we just want to see him fight the best people. We want to see the superstars fight each other. And boxing's just in a great place right now. There's a bunch of fights that are coming up. I think every weekend for like the next two months, we're going to be previewing a very big fight that is going to be happening. I know George Cambosis and Devin Haney is who we'll be uh, previewing next week. And I, I'm actually super looking forward to this fight. Yeah, that fight's about to be something interesting. I... I'm looking forward to see if, if Cambosis was a fluke or if he's actually the real deal. And Devin, Devin's young. He's got a lot to prove still, but this is going to be a huge step up for him. 
Yeah, this is going to be a huge step up for Devin Haney, and I'm excited to see him take this challenge. And he seems pretty confident about it, but we'll get more into that next week when we talk about that fight. But for this weekend, we're we're looking forward to Gervonta Davis putting on a show for us and hoping to get a nice knockout. And that was the last episode of the Pre-Roll Takes podcast. I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys next week as All Takes No Whips podcast. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the All Takes No Whiffs podcast, uh, the first episode next week, which is going to be a great episode. We usually plug our socials right here for our uh, uh, podcast, but since we are changing it, we aren't going to do that right now. But if you still want to follow me or Christian's personal Twitter, it's ahnd2215. And you can find mine at onlysports52. And I just got back on to Instagram too, so mine's the same one, so if you want to follow me on there, you can. I'm going to be trying to be more active on there myself. So yeah, this was another great episode, the last episode of the Pre-Roll Takes podcast, and we look forward to next week's episode as the All Takes No Whiffs podcast. Peace.